0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mainline Minute presented by Home Field Apparel. As always, I'm your host, Tommy Godin, and today we will be taking a look back at Saturday night's tough home loss to the reigning national champion number one team in the country, Yukon Huskies, by a final score of 66-65. Before we get right back into it in four days on Wednesday at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, taking on. Rick Pitino's St. John's Red Storm. The Johnnies have our number. I've already defeated the Wildcats one time this year, but we'll be going into the Big Apple looking for revenge. So that should be a good one on Wednesday night. But such is life. We cannot look forward before we take a look backwards. And in the rear view is a tough home loss, one-point home loss. I know that might have affected some people uh, out there in Las Vegas or in uh, if you have the local sportsbook app on your phone. But um, Villanova did cover. Doesn't matter. There's no time for moral victories or, or or gambling wins at this point in the season. Villanova drops to 11-7 and on the season with this loss, which is just not the standard that they are used to playing at. However, coming out of this game, I, again, there's no time for moral victories right now. This is the conference regular season. Um, and they lost the game. But overall, I'm coming out of this game feeling a little bit better about Villanova than I did coming into it. Coming out of the game uh, afterwards, TJ Bamba uh, was one of the players that elected to be interviewed, and uh, the press asked him about um, the game and, and what happened, and he talked about that, obviously. But he said that they had a great week of practice. He said things really started to click. They picked up the intensity. Um, and and they, had, they really, really think that they turned a corner this week of practice. And I think if they were playing any other team aside from the national champions, the number one team not in the conference. Well, actually, yeah, they are the number one team in the conference as well. But the number one team in the country, I think they might have had this one um, had it not been for Tristan Newton, who was outstanding. All night, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Whenever UConn needed a big shot, they turned to Tristan Newton. Uh, As for Villanova, Justin Moore is back, and he led the way. He and TJ Bamba um, led the way offensively, both scoring 15 points. Uh, Justin Moore did it very efficiently. He was 6 of 6 from inside of the arc, and uh, 1 of 3 inside it. Um, Grabbed 5 boards, dished out an assist. Um, he had two timely, well, very untimely, actually offensive fouls at the end of the game, two offensive fouls in 70 seconds. Uh, the refs really getting him with that chicken wing where he didn't really have to do it. I mean, he's so big and strong, uh, for a guard. He can get past other guards just by his sheer strength. Um, I get I mean, he's being aggressive. I'm not faulting Justin, um, for those whistles. I'm not faulting the refs. I mean, they were blatantly the right call. Uh, It's just unfortunate that it went down that way. Um, But yeah, I mean, the story of this game really was the runs that UConn went on. Uh, UConn went on an 11-0 run to start the game, much like St. John's did when they beat us. They went on another 11-0 run at one point in the first half, and then they went on a 13-0 run in the second half. And... That's simply, I mean, that just can't happen. Um, Those runs are there. I don't know what needs to change. Um, Kyle Neptune after the game says he doesn't know what needs to change. Quote, if I knew I would tell you, I wouldn't, I would do it during the game. This is the big East. You're going against really good teams, really good coaches, really talented players. Teams are going to throw blows at you. I've never seen anyone shut anyone out. Teams go on runs. It's an unfortunate part of sports. Either you respond or you don't. The good news for Villanova is they did respond. Um, every time UConn had a punch, Villanova had a counterpunch. And, I mean, they they got knocked down three times and, and they got back up three times. Unfortunately, um, they couldn't mount the uh, comeback to completion against the UConn Huskies. Um, they've had the lead in the second half. They had a chance to get it close all the way up until the end. I mean, it was a one-point game uh, thanks to a Mark Armstrong half-court buzzer beater at the end. But, I mean, this was a close one all the way through. And and when TJ Bamba, as mentioned earlier, said that things really clicked in practice this week, I I believe him. Um, but all the credit in the world to UConn. They did a great job uh, specifically taking away guys like Brendan Hawson, who has been on a heater of late, Brendan Hawson and Mark Armstrong. Uh, Mark Armstrong only 12 minutes in this one. Uh, nine points in those 12 minutes. Very efficient. He had uh, foul trouble early. He had four fouls in this contest, but he did have those nine points on three of six shooting. Um, Brendan Hawson, unfortunately, 11 minutes, 0 of 2 from three. Uh, he grabbed a rebound. He They were on him as soon as he crossed half court. Um, and that's a credit to, to Dan Hurley. I mean, they were reading the scouting report, and um, that's how you defend them. So great job from UConn there. Uh, this could have been a game that got away from Villanova, granted. There were guys like Alex Caraban, like Cam Spencer, who are flamethrowers, as is Brendan Hawson from beyond the three-point line that weren't making open shots. So Villanova had a chance to win this game. This was not UConn's A game. And uh, unfortunately, they were unable to do it. But a lot of good things to take out of this one. Justin Moore looks fully healthy. Jordan Longino came back. He was a non-factor in this one for the most part. But um, just his presence being back and and looking forward to uh, the next couple of games with him getting healthier and healthier are going to be nice. Um, Nana Njoku was out of this one, again, with the knee soreness they're listing it as. Um, Lance Ware had another... Uh, tough game in the paint. Um, getting Njoku back for guys like Klingen, like Joel Soriano on Wednesday when they take on St. John's is going to be huge, but definitely missed him tonight. All in all, I'm not too upset at this loss. I mean, they had a chance to win it a couple times at the end, unable to do so. But uh, I, I really do think that this team has turned the corner and uh, and things are going to look up from here on out. But that's going to do it for our recap against UConn. Again, this was a one-point home loss, 66-65. to 65. Generally, when Villanova holds the opponent under 70 points, good things happen, but UConn's defense, their offense is outstanding. By the way, one last note on this. UConn's offense is ranked third in the country, holding a team uh, to 66 points with an offense of that caliber um, goes to show how good Villanova's defense is and has been. So... That's my final point on that. Just had to bring that up. Um, Little compliment sandwich there. But moving on. um, Oh, first, before we do that, I need to tell you guys about my friends at Home Field Apparel. I've been telling you about them all year long, and uh, the sentiment stays the same. No hard sell. Again, just please go check out their website. I was at the game on Saturday night, obviously, and uh, we saw all the... The full 40 guys rocking their, their blue bomber jackets. I have to I have to get one myself, but um, great stuff. Use code NOVAINSIDER for 15% off. Anything you get in the store doesn't even have to be Villanova stuff. Just NOVAINSIDER at checkout. Get you a nice little discount. Get you looking good for the next game, which is Wednesday at Madison Square Garden. And a rematch of the Red Storm of St. John's. Uh, this is a rematch from January 6th game at the Finneran Pavilion. St. John's ended up winning that one by 10. Final score 81-71, to 71, but um, the game was never really that close. They opened up the game on at least a 10-0 run. Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, it was another game where Villanova kept getting close, not going to lead down to five or six points, and then St. John's would have an answer. Joel Soriano gave Eric Dixon all he could handle in the paint. He had 20 points in this one, eight rebounds and three assists. He was also uh, chirping a lot with the fans, giving the V's down. So maybe the Villanova Wildcats will use that as motivation. I don't know, probably not, but we got to look for storylines at some point. <laughs> this is the time of season to do so. Um, but yeah, this will be a rematch of that contest. Um, TJ Bamba had his big breakout game. Last time Villanova played St. John's, 23 points in that one. I'm interested to see how he does um, in this one. Uh, he's going to be my X factor for this contest, but this isn't the same St. John's team that came into the Finneram Pavilion. They won 81-71 70, in this one. Then they went back home and barely snuck out a win against Providence, 75-73. to 73. And then, granted, these are three tough teams to play against, but three losses to Creighton, Seton Hall, and Marquette all in a row uh, for this St. John's team. So they'll be hosting Villanova coming off a three-game losing streak. The Marquette game, Marquette kind of blew up the lead uh, in the middle of the second half and towards the end of the game. Uh, the lead was big, and then you turn the channel back on, and, and it's a one-point game. And that was a final margin of victory for Marquette, a team that's, also not playing their best basketball of the year right now, but they were able to go into um, Madison Square Garden and get that win against St. John's, which is no easy feat. Ken Palm has this as a 74-72 to 72 win for St. John's. Um, I got to agree, uh, I, winning on the road in this conference is tough. Um, it's a bad spot to be in for Villanova. Uh, St. John's is so desperately looking for a bounce back game. They're at home against a team that they already handled convincingly. Um, So, I mean, on paper, it it sounds like it should be a big bounce back spot for St. John's, but um, I'm going to believe TJ Bomba. I really do think that they turned a corner in practice this week. I don't know what went into that. Um, I'll have to ask about the next media availability. The last one was canceled due to weather, but, um, I'm excited to get back in there. Uh, but this is going to be a really... I mean, these two teams are very similar metrics-wise. Villanova's offense is 38th. St. John's is 41st. St. John's defense is 52nd. Villanova's is 36. So the the biggest gap there is the defenses. Villanova's defense is that much better than St. John's. St. John's has been better of late. Um, but earlier in the year, I mean... We saw a block in that one by Zuby Edgefort on Tyler Burton. Uh, Zuby Edgefort, of course, uh, one of Villanova's targets in the portal um, over the summer of the Kansas transfer, but uh, he, he's been a turnstile <laughs> down in the pan. I mean, there's no better way to put it. Um, and he looked great defensively against Villanova the first time these teams faced up. Um, St. John's as a team just looks much better defensively. And that's a credit to Rick Petino. He's a hall of fame head coach. One of the best basketball minds, X's and O's that you're ever going to see that you're ever going to find. Um, he's a hall of famer for a reason guys. So, um, Rick Petino, he, he, scares me for any team that he's on. He gave UConn a scare. It was probably, I, I got to look back at, at the scores, but the UConn Iona game was probably UConn's closest game in March madness last year when they won the national championship. So This should be a good one. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions, but uh, it will be interesting to see uh, what adjustments Kyle Neptune makes this time around. This is the... I mean, they played DePaul twice already, but like, it's DePaul. So it's really, it's kind of hard to gauge um, the adjustments that Neptune has made um, from the first time around. I mean, they won the first game uh, eighty four to forty eight and they won the second game ninety four to sixty nine. So two very similar games. DePaul's not gonna win a conference game this year. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. Um nah they might. They might that's a store that's a discussion for the Road to the Garden podcast, not this one. But um I I am interested to see the adjustments that Kyle Neptune makes. He threw out a couple different defensive sets at St. John's the last time they played, they ran a couple uh different zone looks um in the beginning of the game, and then they switched to man later on. So uh, that's going to be something that I'm keeping my eye on. Villanova's offense just looks kind of slow, to be honest, recently. So uh, I'm looking for Mark Armstrong to continue his good play if he can stay out of foul trouble again. But this should be a really good one. This is going to be a great um, test for Villanova to kind of see where they're at, kind of gauge where they are in the middle of the year. And, uh, and they need to pick it up because games are running out. We're already... Seven games into the conference season, if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, yeah, four and three. Start to conference play. Two understandable losses. Marquette and Connecticut would have liked to win the first game against Saint John's, but if you can steal one on the road, I mean, I guess it'll all even out. So we shall see. It's going to be a good one. I like Villanova in this one, um, as I do in every game. Uh, that will be my rooting interest. But that's going to do it for this episode. For the sake of the show, keeping it short and sweet, follow along on Twitter at Tommy Godin Jr. And at Full40, of course, at Chris Natara as well. Uh, showing love to all of the Villanova Insider Network folks. Um, and we'll be back with you with a recap of the St. John's game after it happens. So thank you all so much for listening. And as always, go Cats.